Good morning. I'm speaking with sommelier Jill Mott from Henry and Son, and she comes in every other Wednesday to talk. Well, she's not here, of course, today, but we talk every other Wednesday about wines and beers and spirits. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Emily. Glad to have you as always. So what are we talking about today? Well, I wanted to talk about a few different wines, but one in particular that goes really well with spicy food. And lately I've been, I I always love a little heat, but lately I don't know if it's the weather changing, if the fact that I've been cooped up, but I've been cooking with quite a bit of spice in my household and inspired by, you know, a lot of Asian fare, you know, um, Vietnamese some Thai food, some Indian food. I love making curries and wine with, or excuse me, spicy dishes are quite difficult to pair with, um, with, with wines. And so I wanted to, I wanted to highlight a wine that actually was inspired by one of your Tuesday morning songs, if you can believe that. I love um, that. Yeah, the, uh, you, you played a Ray Draper song that he, he's a tuba player. Yeah. And a friend of mine, his name is Barnaby Tuttle. <laughs> and he makes he makes wines out in the Willamette Valley in Oregon, and he also plays the tuba, nice. and uh, he loves him some jazz. <laughs> and so, you know, lately when I've been you know concocting these more spicy dishes at home, some of his wines end up being incredible pairings for these for these spicy dishes. So he he makes wine for a winery called Teutonic, and Teutonic wines are inspired by a lot of German, different, different German styles of wine. But the one in particular that I'm going to speak of is called Doggerland. And it's a Pinot Gris that's been late harvested. So instead of harvesting your grapes in, say, September, October, maybe even August, if you really want to get some bright green flavors, um, he's harvesting in like October and November for this wine. And so the wine ends up, the grapes end up being, they have an incredible amount of ripeness and phenolic, like beautiful complexity than the nose, what ends up happening is you also have just the smallest flirtation with residual sugar. And that I, I, it's definitely not a sweet wine, but as you drink it next to spicy food, they complement each other well, as opposed to it just being like something wet that goes down after spice that you can't really taste. You know, that little, that little hint of sweetness ends up carrying some aromatics. So anybody that's in the mood to indulge in some uh, spicy fare, get a load of Teutonic Doggerland Pinot Gris. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> Inspired delicious. by a Tuesday morning song. No I love that. That's amazing. Ray Draper. Love that. Do I have time for a couple more? Of course. So um, I wanted to talk about Bordeaux because Bordeaux is kind of a confusing place. I think, you know, there are $12 Bordeaux and then there are $2,000 Bordeaux and how can they all be from the same place? And um, so there was a classification that happened, it, depending on which region we're talking about, between 1855, the 1950s, and up to, you know, even now the 2000s are being reclassified. But these classifications are based on, they were, they were based on like sales, money, like wines that cost more money and, and sold more quantities were grouped at the top of the list, right? So they weren't necessarily saying this is like the best quality. So when we learn about Bordeaux and we have all these names that command a lot of money, um, it's really hard to 
speak to then, well, what about the $13 stuff and the $20 stuff and the $50 stuff that's running around, right? Mm -hmm. And I found, I ran across this producer a couple years ago and became enamored with them. They're called um, Maison Blanche. And they're very close to Saint-Emilion. They're from a satellite region called Montagne de Saint-Emilion, which is literally across the river from very expensive vineyard property. And which is, it's still very expensive in your property, but, um, these, they're making Cabernet and Merlot based wines. And there are three of them in particular that I really like. One is called Eleanor and anybody that likes natural wine obviously doesn't drink a lot of Bordeaux because there's not a lot of natural Bordeaux out there. These guys are doing all native ferments, very low sulfur additions to their wine. They're not filtering. They're not fining. So you're left with really pure expressions of Cabernet and Merlot. And this Eleanor is done all in concrete. So unlike um, other Bordeaux, like they make one that's straight up just called Chateau Maison Blanche. It's one of their um, flagship wines that's done in new French oak. And it's very noble tasting with lots of tobacco and plum and all these very classic Saint-Emilion-like flavors. This one is like what we call in the natural wine world a van de soif, like a wine that you literally could drink right from the bottle because it's so culpable. Um, And so they're just, for people that like Bordeaux uh, but want a new name out there or love red wine or love Merlot and Cab Franc and want a new name out there, Maison Blanche makes some really delicious stuff. The Eleanor, their van de soif, their Maison Blanche, which is their, you know, flagship wine. And then one of my favorites, um, it's called Les Colombilaires de la Métarie. And I apologize, my French is terrible. Um, <laughs> but this is also a Cab Merlot blend that they do in older French oak. And it's just, for me, like, strikes that perfect, perfect balance of you know, the, the nobility, the kind of the, the tobacco notes I was talking about, the green tobacco notes and slightly vegetal flavors and leather, but also with with some fresh fruit that isn't too oaky. Um, all of the wines range, you know, right between like, I don't know, 28 and probably the mid 40s. But for a region that's known for $100,000 wines, you know, yeah. um, these are like a really sweet spot for quality and price point. So, I don't know, just a few things that um, I've been enjoying as of late. Jill Mott, what will you be talking about next time we meet? Well, I'm either going to be talking about Slovenian wines, hold on to your hats, Slovenian wines or cocktails and and pantries. I can't decide. So we'll see what I'm in the mood for next week and how the weather is. I'm not sure why we have to choose, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, Jill Mott is sommelier with Henry and Son, and it's always a great, fun pleasure to have you here. Uh, Thanks so much for chatting with us today. Thank you.